Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Or pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Well, happy Monday afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another week of the Eagle Hour on the Super Talk Radio Network. We're glad you're with us uh, to kick off another week. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson, we're in the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel this afternoon. We're glad you're with us wherever you're tuned in. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, great supporters of Southern Miss, and a great place to cater the next event for your business or your family. We've got tailgating just around the corner. Dickies would be a great place to call and get it all lined up, and uh, you'll have the tailgate of the year if you choose to go with Dickies. Busy, busy week for the Eagle Hour. We're going to be on the road two days this week uh, and got some great guests coming up. We're going to talk more about that in a bit. But first, we want to kick off the week. Uh, no better way, as far as I'm concerned, than bringing uh, Jack Duggan, Sports Information Director for Southern Miss, on the show to start a new week. And, Jack, uh, we're glad to have you back on the program. Well, thanks for having me, Bob. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure here. Uh, lots to talk to you about. Football season, uh, obviously, underway now with football practice. And uh, a lot of questions. I know you've been at the practices. But, you know, Jack, one thing that, uh, as I was reading a review this morning about the early practice, that just jumped off the page at me. I, I want to read the size of the starting offensive line. Takeem Dahl, 6'5", 355. Dragane Scott, 6'4", 325. Arvin Fletcher, 6'3", 320. Hayden Foxworth, 6'3", 315. Coker Wright, he's the little guy, 6'4", 290. Jack, that sounds like an NFL football team. Is that is that what is just standard now in Division One football kids of this size? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, you certainly want them. You certainly want to be a big up front. You want to be able to block for your quarterback who's, who 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 does a lot of passing now. Uh, you know, that's a big part of the game. And then also, you know, you like to have those big bodies up front to to get that that running game going. But you know, in addition to that, you, you know, you want you know what's what's crazy. Is not only those guys big, but they're also agile, and they're and they're also, uh, you know, they also can move a little bit too. You know, it's 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 a, uh, you know, for a lot of people that that big, it's tough to get around quickly. But uh, those guys, if you get a chance to see them, it, it, it's a very athletic group. Back up uh, six four three zero five. These are the second string linemen as listed today. Six five three twenty six two two eighty five six four two ninety. But this is the one that really gets you, Jack. Matt Reels, six eight, three hundred thirty five pounds. Yeah, Matt. Matt, uh, you know his dad. Uh, his dad played uh, here back in the late eighties. Uh, he's uh, from Purvis, and uh, you know had a great block today in practice. And uh, you know, you know, one of the younger kids on this on this offensive line. And you know, those guys are are in a in a in a period now where they're they're being judged and evaluated every day. Uh, and and you know, looking to see if they can play and help contribute, you know, to this ball club in in twenty twenty one. 
And they'll be blocking, of course, for Frank Gore, who goes into camp as the, uh, you know, as the, I think it's fair to say, the star running back on the football team. Uh, But how deep will the Golden Eagles be, or does it appear at this point in practice uh, at that position? Oh, I think I think it'll end up being deep. I mean, you got you got obviously Frank will be the feature back. I think at least come out of camp. You Darius Mayberry's back. You get D Baker. Uh, you know Brandon Hayes from Oak Grove. I think he'll, he he might run some at the running back position. And there's a few other guys, you know, back there that that are going to be that are going to you know get a chance to to run the football. So uh, I think we're I think you know skill wise you know not only that uh, you know at the wide receiver you know we got a really young uh, you know core uh, that's going to join um, you know uh, Jason Brownlee and and Demarcus Jones and you know and, and Antoine Robinson that you know we're going to have you know more bodies there as well and I think you know the one thing that a lot of people have talked about uh, at least media wise uh, you know it looks like looks like Golden Eagles are going to have a lot more depth this year. And that's a good thing, obviously. Oh yeah, most definitely. <laughs> I mean, the more guys as you can have that are that are capable of playing this level, the, you would think the more success you would have. Now, Jack, I don't mean this in any way as detrimental toward the previous regime, but but obviously, Coach Hall and his staff have a different approach. Practice is wide open to the media. Uh, that that's that's new. Uh, but I'd like to get your observation early on. I realize it's early, but what is the difference you see in the vibe of the football team? Well, I, you know, it's always it, it's always a tough tough thing to answer. You know, the one thing that the one thing that that you do see is 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 the, it looks like they're all in for each other. You know, it's 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 all about team, and and I think that's something that Will Hall. You know, preaches to his guys. He loves on his guys. He, he's sometimes it's tough love, but uh, and you know, I think it really shows. It really shows not only through him, but but his collection of assistant coaches. Um, you know, a young you know from for the most part a younger group, but uh, you know, one that that has had a lot of lot of success in where they've been before. So uh, it's going to be interesting. Now, you know, he said he said you know you know what. After practice today, which I thought was pretty good, you know, he said he said we're building a program, not a team, but a program, and uh, you know, you know, he wants something that's going to last, you know, for years and years and years and bring back that tradition. You know, he's he's not just shooting for that one good team, and and you know, he just wants to build. Meaning, Will Hall wants to build this program, you know, back up and and. You know, he's just continuing to do that day by day, uh, especially in the early going with uh, fall camp. Luke, get in here with Jack Duggan. Jack, uh, we, we made a big deal of it last week, but I think anybody that's been live at practice or seen pictures of practice has just really talked about how Trey Lowe has really just developed physically. I mean, he's some pictures from the Manning Passing Academy. He was bigger than a lot of other D1 quarterbacks. And I just, I'm hearing it from, from ca- even casual observers, people that see the pictures that you post. Uh, I, I guess he is just a, a different animal this year, and uh, everybody's kind of looking at him to carry the ship. Yeah, that's yeah. It's, I I can't argue with that. I mean, that was the big that was the big point of conversation after after uh, you know Thursday's practice. The first or from sorry Friday's practice. The first practice that we had was 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 how big he had gotten. And uh, you know we were fortunate. We had a we had a really really huge uh, media contingent on the first day, and you know that's what kind of was the, the buzz. 
you know, was how, how big he had gotten. And so, uh, you know, he's, 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 you know, when you, when you head towards September 4th in our first game, you know, he's the guy that, you know, I think they're looking to, you know, obviously coach has a name to starter yet a quarterback, but, you know, he's a guy, you know, right off the bat, they're looking to, 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 to be the signal caller. And, you know, it just looks like he just keeps getting better and better every day in practice. Frank Gore Jr. is his own man, obviously, um, and but, but you know, you as the sports information director, he kind of, I guess, gets a, a, a few other looks from around the country and allows Southern Miss football to, to be viewed by some people that uh, you know may not watch the Golden Eagles, but are intrigued simply because of, of what his dad has done. Have you have you had that or seen that happen um, with him and uh, leading up to this point? Uh, a little bit. I mean, he's 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 drawn some interest. Uh, from some some media types, you know, outside outside our footprint, and uh, we've certainly tried to accommodate as many as we as we can. Uh, but but you know, you also see it in 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 some reports that that you know maybe off of Twitter, like uh, his first touchdown run last year. You know, New York Post did a little story on it, and and you know you see you see kind of clips. Uh, from from media outlets or all around the country. So you know when you have a young man like that who's, who who obviously has a has a uh, a successful father in the same field, you know certainly there are going to be comparisons that are going to be made. And and I mean you know that the National Football League is a huge huge animal in terms of how they generate publicity. And so certainly some of that is going to is going to uh, you know weave into 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 uh, you know, Gore's son, which would be Frank Jr., and, you know, that's who we have. And, and uh, but you know what? <laughs> what a great kid, though. I mean, you know, I've been around, you know, I, I wasn't around him a whole lot last year just because of COVID. And, and, you know, we did a lot of our, a lot of our interviews uh, via Zoom last year, but, you know, got a chance to kind of be around him a little bit. Uh, you know, he was interviewed first day of practice, and, you know, it looks like he's always has, always has a smile on his face. And I know that's a, that's one of those things that, that people say, but, but you know, I, 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 I he's been a, he's been a uh, a real a real joy to be around, and and uh, certainly has been a great ambassador for our university. We're talking to Jack Duggan, Sports Information Director. That's how we're going to kick off the week on the Eagle Hour. Jack, can you uh, hang on this short break? Sure. We'd like to continue the conversation. Sure, Bob. We'll do that with Jack. Talk a little more about football. Jack just gave us some. Some uh, baseball rules that only Jack Duggan would know about. We may ask him a little bit about that as well. Our conversation with our good buddy will continue on the other side of the break. To the, top. to the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Welcome back. Eagle Hour, this segment is sponsored by Campus Bookmart and campusbookmart.net. Miss Kathleen and her staff, fantastic people. 
right across the street from the Southern Miss campus, or you can shop them online at campusbookmart.net. We're talking to Jack Duggan, Sports Information Director of the University. Jack, just got confirmation uh, from Coach Barry that the newest member of the Golden Eagle coaching staff, Ben Brewer, will be on the uh, radio show Wednesday. You were telling me during the break you've met Coach Brewer. You think he's a great addition to the staff. Oh, there's no doubt. Uh, Coach Brewer, uh, we've we've, uh, sat down and talked a few times since he's been here, and, uh, you know, you know, I've heard nothing but good things about him, and uh, you know he he uh, he coached for he coached under Coach Denson for a little while up in Bellhaven, and so he comes highly recommended, and we look forward to him uh, joining our staff and uh, and and me getting to know him a little bit better once we we keep going uh, towards the the 2022 baseball season. Well, I was delighted to hear you you tell me that he had uh, coached for Hill. Now I know he'll have some entertaining stories Wednesday. <laughs> There is no, there is no <laughs> doubt about that. You know, you can't be around Hill for very long and not have good stories. Right. I want to get back to the personnel on the football team, but one thing I, I guess I have to ask you about. Unfortunately, I I thought would be past this uh, by the time uh, by the time we talked again, but uh, apparently not. Uh, COVID's still out there, in some senses, worse than ever. Uh, how has that affected practice, uh, your protocols, the things that you and the football team are having to do, Jack? Well, I don't think there's a lot of difference than what we've 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 have been doing. Uh, you know, certainly we're monitoring, and and you know, with with the way that the way that uh, uh, you know you view vaccinated people versus unvaccinated, it, it kind of changes things a little bit too. So, um, you know, I think we're going to you know continue to. To, to closely monitor and uh you know we're going to stay on top of it at least you know that's 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 what uh you know our leader jeremy mcclain has has told us so uh you know we're wearing masks uh indoors and and uh you know just trying to do our part to uh to, to stem you know the this this surge that we've had with the delta variant and no reason to believe for the fans that there would be any restrictions at this point on attendance when the games kick off. I've I've heard nothing to that effect. All right, let's get back to football. Two kids that uh, are great kids, big big additions, are big important players defensively. Uh, linebacker Swayze Bozeman and uh, Hayes Maple, and, and I know both of those kids have been injured, kind of limited what they're doing so far in camp. How, how optimistic at the staff is the staff that these guys will be ready uh, when South Alabama game rolls around? Well, I think I think there's there's optimism for both of them. Uh, probably more so for Hayes. Uh, in fact, I saw I think Hayes was practicing either yesterday or today. I just uh, he he's still in, was still I think in a red jersey, but he was practicing. So so that's good news uh, for Hayes and. Uh, you know, it's just uh, we'll just have to wait and see on Swayze. You know, hopefully we'll get him back, you know, sooner rather than later. And a couple of kids that, and you'll have to forgive me. I, I, I the name of one, uh, Lavakias Daniel, I believe, but but two kids that transferred in from Ole Miss, cornerbacks. Uh, are they are they showing up in the early workouts? Yeah, I, I, in fact, uh, uh, coach, I think uh, I think. Da- uh, for for Lakevius, I believe is is how you say Daniel. Uh, I think had a, uh, an interception either yesterday or today, and uh, you know I I think uh, he's also you know said some some positive things post practice about you know Jay Stanley as well. So uh, you know it's it's nice to have guys who've who've come in. Uh, you know we've got a few transfers. You know just off the top of my head, Everett Cunningham. 
uh, you know, the transfer from Memphis uh, has looked good in practice as well. So, uh, you know, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, uh, when we move cl- closer to our September four opener against South Alabama. Another quick note, uh, just got uh, some communication, and Jack will know this name, Todd Pinkston, former Golden Eagle and Philadelphia Eagle, who will be coming on the radio show Thursday. He was a pretty good one, wasn't he, Jack? Yes, he was. <laughs> yes, he was. I, you know, I, I was not here when he was when he was uh, when he played. I was, uh, you know, working somewhere else, but I did get a chance to see him on television uh, a few times. And boy, he was he was something special. And then, you know, went on to have a pretty good NFL career too, if I remember correctly. That's so. Exactly right. With the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, look yes. back at the conversation. Jack, switch over to baseball real quick. I haven't talked to you since uh, you know some of our guys signed and. And just off the top of your head, you know, of course, the uh, the three going pro with Ock, um, Stanley, uh, Walker Powell signs a free agent with uh, with the Cubs, and then of course Reed Trimble. But you know, a couple of other guys are, are doing well. Matt Matt Walner seems to have found a, a pretty good stick. Got injured, uh, but what was looking at that? But uh, it, it's just cool when when there's more names added to those professional uh, Southern Miss baseball players coming up from Hattiesburg. Yeah, I think we got about sixteen or seventeen now. Uh, Luke playing in, in professional baseball, you know, always, always fun to have one of them in the big leagues, and uh, you know, a couple, a couple other ones, you know, you you, you kind of hope are knocking at the door, you know, one of them being Kirk McCarty, who's in AAA Columbus for the Cleveland Indians uh, as well, and uh, you know, another one is uh, is uh, oh gosh, uh, Cody Carroll uh, in Norfolk AAA for the Orioles, you know, he's been up, had a couple of had a couple of cups of coffee, love to see him get another opportunity. You know, at the big league level, and then of course, you know, younger guys that are that are fighting to get up there. Chucky Robinson, Double A, and in Chattanooga, last time I checked, and then you know, Matt Walters. Finally, he probably was was uh, out for a couple of months. He's back in the lineup for the uh, Cedar Rapids Colonels. Uh, uh, That's K E R. N E L S, not not kernels, but kernels like the corn, um, <laughs> up in Iowa, and uh, so he's in high A ball in the Twins organization, and so he he started back and he was real hot when he started, and uh, he's continued to play pretty well, hitting three in their order, uh, you know, and then you know Reed Trimble, he got his start or his first game action last Friday. Uh, with a rookie level team down in Florida, I think they're putting a lot of you know minor league baseball from last year to this year has a has a whole really different look. They 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 ended up I think cutting forty two uh, affiliates out, so they've they've kind of made homogenized minor league baseball a little bit where. You know, you don't. The Texas League no longer exists. The Southern League no longer exists. It's just Double A East or Double A West or Double A Central. I I don't know all the names of the leagues, but um, so they've kind of homogenized it a little bit. So uh, you don't have a lot of guys playing in rookie ball anymore. You know, they used to be up in the Northwest. They play up in the rookie ball. They play rookie ball in kind of that East Tennessee. Um, area, the Appalachian League, which is now turned into a, a summer league, a uh, collegiate summer league team or, pro, or league. Uh, but uh, I could go on for for hours talking about all, about all that. But uh, you know, so so you know, our younger guys, guys that you know, like Stanley and Powell and uh, Ock, you know, to my knowledge, at least up until Friday, none of them have reported anywhere. 
Uh, I think a lot of it probably has to do with the amount of work they did during the spring and kind of resting their arm, and they'll probably get a shot you know, later this summer or, or moving forward towards next spring. So getting their first kind of taste in pro ball. But, but I'm going to keep watching and, 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 um, and looking to see if, you know, when, when and where they'll make their debuts. But, uh, you know, Trimble made his down in Florida last Friday, and uh, he went one for two and, and uh, doubled. In fact, got a, got a chance to see his, uh, his double. He was down in the left field corner. Um, I, I don't remember if he's hitting left-handed or right-handed, but uh, the, the video wasn't great. But, um, but, I, but I can't tell you, he hit first. And uh, he was hitting. He was playing in left field, so uh, kind of interesting the way that the Orioles had him. And uh, hopefully, he continues to grow and get better. And hopefully, we'll see him in the big leagues one day. Totally, totally random. We talked about it off air. Um, you're, you're kind of the the guru, the the swami of of stuff. And I threw this out to you. I didn't know this. I learned this actually today from a baseball game this weekend. And obscure baseball rule: if a catcher covers up a ball or grabs a ball with his helmet or with his or uh, with his mask, it's a an E two, and it is a uh, advancement of the runners. I had no idea. You paused like a millisecond and said, oh, yeah, yeah. And then you told me an even more funky rule that we verified uh, through Google a few minutes ago. Yeah, just basically when, if a guy throws his glove at a batted ball and he hits it, uh, it's a three-base three base error. So uh, I'm not sure I've ever seen that called. Uh, it's, it's, it's one of those that, that you know, sport, sporting news back in the day used to used – to, uh, print a yearly thing it was called dotty problems and they would they would go through really weird scoring plays that have happened I've, over the years i try to find those books I, I i've never had any luck in that but uh to to, to kind of pick up on you know things that don't necessarily happen um very often in a baseball game but yeah uh yeah three bases i've seen it i've seen it a few times you'll see them when you like if uh that's one of those rare rules that uh, you'll see in a kind of a uh a trivia thing so so i just you know i don't know if i've ever scored one of those or not you're the best, Jack Duggan. We appreciate you, man. Always look forward to having you back on the show again. Guys, thank you all. Hey, I hope you all have a great week. Come on out to practice. We'd love to see you. We'll do it. Jack Duggan, everybody, Sports Information Director, Southern Mississippi. Kelly Santer, we'll locate him and round him up next. Southern Miss to the top. Always good talking to Jack Duggan, Sports Information Director at the University of Southern Mississippi. Football practicing in the mornings. Uh, kind of a different approach from Will Hall and his staff, but four days in as the Golden Eagles got back out today. A uh, little excitement, of course, building, and the Golden Eagles in shorts and shoulder pads. Uh, today we always call them shells and we like that. We like wearing shorts. But anyway, Will Hall, and through day four of his brand new uh, 
leadership of the Southern Miss football program, and I uh, appreciate Jack coming on and talking a little football, a little baseball with us. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by 4th Street Bar and Grill. Chicken and dumplings was the lunch of the day today, and, and actually they announced the menu yesterday. So go on their Facebook page. It's just 4th Street Bar and Grill. And, uh, of course, best lunch in town and always something to do over there, and it's the home of the 1987 NIT Southern Miss basketball signed poster. 4th Street Bar and Grill, proud sponsor. Of the Eagle Hour, Luke and Bob from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Kelly Sanner joins us. And, Kelly, just uh, I, I guess to, to keep just beating a dead horse, but, but Trey Lowe is a physical specimen. And, and uh, you know, I, I think there was a time in your life that, that you kind of look like that. Are you having flashbacks now when you see Lowe out there on the practice field? Well, I, I told you, man, that when, years ago I was in a bodybuilding contest and won most abs. Huh. <laughs> I believe Hello. that. I believe that, Kelly. I be, I be, covered or uncovered? Yeah, most abs, not best, but uh, but right. most. Right. No, he is. Uh, yeah, I mean, this this is a quarterback. If, if you've seen him out there, I mean, he looks like a like a fullback. I mean, he's just he's just huge, you know. But what makes him so special is you got a guy that's that size that can run as well. And obviously, you'd look at him and you just think, well, you know, he's going to be able to throw it, which he can. But he can run it too. I, like I said, I, I just think I think, and I've never coached a game of football in my life, right? I'm a I'm a casual fan, like like most Southern Miss fans. But I, I've I've seen a lot of quarterbacks play in my 112 years, and he's man, he's got a skill set that I think is is really going to be you know valuable to this team. We mentioned last week that the the way to get involved with the Southern Miss football program that you can help if you're not an Eagle Club member. Because a lot of times when people go, well, I can't, you know, I'm, I'm not a big money person. I, I can't, you know, the Eagle Club, that's beyond. There are, of course, different levels of giving an Eagle Club. But if you've never given before, you know, why don't you try this, this program that they're doing, you pledge per win, okay? So you're only, so if you do like 20 bucks a game and they win, you know, six games, you're giving them 120 bucks. Right, you're going to find out that you don't really miss that money, and maybe next year you can step it up, and then maybe next year you can belong to the Eagle Hour. But they're finding great success with this program. I'm an Eagle Club member, but I also signed up for this program as well. So I just wanted to point out you can be both. It's not either or. Um, but if you have never given before, maybe you want to try this to kind of you know, dip your toes in the water. It'd be a perfect way, and they're having great response with it, especially with uh, uh, Eagle alumni across the country you know who can't really take full advantage of their eagle club membership because they're not here uh, but that's a way that they can that they can help so i just encourage people um you know to do that as as we head into the season looking forward to it should be fun should be good kelly said yeah. i got a question for you peyton manning goes into the nfl hall of fame this weekend Right, right. Uh your your thoughts about peyton manning he's got a he's a mississippi connected guy obviously from lives in new orleans i believe or I think that's right. But anyway, uh, his family from uh, Drew, Mississippi. Your, your thoughts about where Peyton Manning stacks up uh, in the lineage of great NFL quarterbacks? I don't think he's done yet either, Bob. It's, obviously, his playing days are over. But I think Peyton Manning has a mind that could would suit, would suit him well as a general manager, uh, you know, making front office decisions. He really has a knack. For um, he doesn't take himself too seriously. I mean, one of the funniest things I've ever seen him do was when he was a guest host on Saturday Night Live, 
and had this skit where he was teaching kids how to break into cars and how to, you know, all, all these things that you would never dream that Peyton Manning would ever do. Right. And he's sitting there telling an eight-year-old kid, he better not tell because snitches get stitches. Uh, <laughs> things like that. So he's just he's just really down to earth, doesn't take himself too seriously, and I think that's going to bode well for us. I don't think as far as football accomplishments go, he's done. Uh, on the yeah. field, obviously, he is. But again, I, I just, Smart guy, no question. Yeah, yeah. A, a I, great, I thought this guy. was pretty interesting. <clears throat> he was talking about how he and Eli, you know how when they have these uh, televised events now, there's all these other angles, and they have these different camera angles. Apparently, Monday Night Football this year on ESPN, uh, I'm not sure if it's every week or if it's select games, there's going to be an alternate viewing of it where basically yeah. it's it's Peyton and Eli talking. I think they're in different places. I don't think they're together. But they're going to basically just be talking football while they sit on their couch while they watch the game. So it's like a running commentary, and apparently they're going to have like a special guest each week. I might be intrigued to watch that more than I would the actual broadcast. Well, Telemundo, Telemundo actually called me and was wanted to know if I might be interested in broadcasting Monday Night Football for him. I said, yes, except there's one problem. I don't know any Spanish. Uh, (laughs) That's a big problem, Kelly. Yeah, yeah, that's a big problem. We just could not get over that. Uh, We just just couldn't get past that. But uh, Meanwhile, so while football things are going on, the Southern Miss baseball team has actually got some things happening there. More guys uh, committing to be future Golden Eagles on the baseball field. Luke, one uh, star pitcher from Madison Central who ended the season last year, I think ranked third in the country, a really good Madison Central team that won the 6A state championship team, one of those pitchers headed to Southern Miss, yes? What's wild about the Madison Central team last year, they were 34-2. and Now, they batted 401 as a team. So they were Ted Williams as a team. Yeah, but now this, that's, uh, that's... This kid that's... Yeah, that's, that's the average. That's the average, which obviously means some guys batted higher than that. Right, at least half of the team batted higher than four hundred one. That's amazing. They had a four seventy nine, a four thirty three, a four hundred. Of course, Creek Robertson, uh, who's uh, committed to Southern Miss, absolutely dynamite player. He had uh, thirty one runs, twenty nine RBIs on that team. But yeah, the newest commit to Southern Miss baseball, uh, announcing on August the fifth, is Chase Russell. Now, when you go to Madison Central's page. He's not listed last year in any of the statistics because he played ninth grade baseball. He's actually a class of 2024. Chase Russell is, and uh, he is is listed as far as his uh, his bio as a six two hundred ninety pound right hand pitcher, first baseman, and third baseman, four student, ACT score of thirty. And he's only going to be a sophomore this year. He's a class of 2024. So just remember that name, Chase Russell. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm almost positive no freshman played for that 34-2 and two team this year, Kelly. But, but yeah, I mean, already the grades are there. A 6-2 freshman now, you know, his first couple days right now as a sophomore at Madison Central. But he's going to be a good one, too, already committing to Southern Miss. Well, some of the guys that I went to high school with were, you know, 6-3 or 6-4, you know, 8th graders. Now they were supposed to be seniors, um, but you know, I, <laughs> they I, I had beards, didn't they, Kelly? Yeah, yeah, yeah kids. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I didn't hang around with a lot of real brilliant guys uh, when I was in school. Yeah. Um, but uh, but they'll tell you now in prison how much fun they had. 
you know, <laughs> you communicate with them frequently, Senator? <laughs> back, you know, through letter only and with no return address. Thanks. And a collect call from occasional, occasional. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> that, that's right. So, uh, but yeah, that's. But I mean, a kid committing as a, I mean, you know, that early. That's that's pretty good. You know, when you jump on these guys. But I think I remember. I think Kirk McCarty uh, at Oak Grove. I think he committed as a sophomore um, out of Oak Grove High School in uh, in the Hattiesburg area. So it's it's not unheard of necessarily, but um, yeah, you look at you look at his his statistics, just physical statistics, and hopefully he'll continue to develop. And that Madison Central program, man, they, they've got it rolling right now. So um, you know, good good for him. Do you, do you think Kurt opened his mouth and told anyone um, when uh, when he committed? Or did it, people have to pry that out of him? Well, I think people kind of put two and two together because just just about, you know, because my son was on, on those Oak Grove teams and Coach Kaye was there all the time. And you could see Coach Kaye and Kirk, you know, talking, you know, every once in a while. Um, Kirk then, talking? Course, that never happened. Yeah, yeah. Coach Kaye had to, you know, every once in a while just, you know, pinch Kirk's lips together and said, okay, my turn. <laughs> but uh, but very shortly after that, then Taylor Braley, you know, uh, committed to Southern Miss. So so yeah, he was on. So but I do I, I think McCarty committed as a sophomore. So it's it's not unheard of. Um, no. But the fact that Southern Miss jumps on you, you know, that's pretty good. No question. Uh, real so. quickly, I, I want to go back. Uh, we've only got about twenty five seconds. Uh, another guy that goes into the Hall of Fame, uh, Kelly, was Megatron, the big you know the big receiver from um, yeah. From, from the Lions. You know, I sometimes think these guys just maybe go in a little too quickly. You, would you agree with that? I mean, is Megatron really hall. a Hall of Famer? Well, it's, it's for them to decide, though, Bob. That's that's kind uh-huh. of what I like, is, is they kind of decide themselves what that what that bar is. I, you know, I've never, I've never been a big fan of sports writers or fans making those determinations because they don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, in these fantasy leagues, they'll be drafting guys that didn't even play for three years just because they've heard of them. You know, right. but I think that's why these guys get so emotional, too, when they any of those types of Hall of Fame because they know it came from the very best and other people who know what it's like to walk in their shoes. All right. All right, we'll be back. Last segment, Monday edition of the Eagle Hour right after this. To the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment on a Monday brought to you by DBAT Hattiesburg and D1 Training in Hattiesburg, Mississippi on Hardy Street. Labor Day camp coming up for ages 6 to 13. It will be on Labor Day, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., costs $45, divided by age and ability level. Hit DBAT up, 601-438-3228. Some of the best instruction around, the best facilities around, DBAT and D1 in Hattiesburg. Luke and Bob from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel Kelly continues on the phone with us. And uh, Kelly, a Golden Eagle basketball player, kind of we thought was uh, was had finished his career uh, moving schools and uh, will play another year. 
and strictly because of COVID. You know, we were talking about uh, the high, you know, high school players are the ones that really get messed up. We're talking about Ladavius Drain, uh, so that people go, okay, who is it? Who is it? Ladavius Drain's done with his career at Southern Miss, and we thought maybe done for good, but he has uh, announced that he is transferring to transferring to Tulsa, um, where Tulsa is really developing some really good relationships in South Mississippi. Brandon Rochelle, who played for Pearl River Community College's undefeated team a couple of years ago, Brandon Rochelle went there and is now uh, playing with the Brooklyn Nets uh, in the NBA. And now Ladavius Drain, uh, who was, again, he was not in the mix for next year anyway, but uh, and, and could have gone on his merry way, but decided to invoke his COVID year. So he is headed to Tulsa to play for the Golden Hurricane. And it is Golden Hurricane, by the way, not Golden Hurricanes. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's headed there uh, for another COVID year. But I was saying the high school students are the ones that really suffer, the seniors, because they don't get an extra COVID year, right? So they're all, all – well, a lot of these schools are backlogged with, uh, with plenty of great athletes because of those extra COVID years. The high school guys don't get any extra years. So they just have to really wait in line. Tough, right. tough for them. Right. So and and I guess part of it too do... though. Part of it too though, and I'm excited, uh, you know, about about the the junior college season and and helping out with uh, with Jones College, and of course we'll we will uh, provide some of that on Super Talk. But as far as you think about how the depth gets moved down, I mean, last yeah. year in the few games that were played, I think we had like five. But the talent was so good, and it was because these guys that would normally move on to the next level, it was log-jammed, and so they stuck around. And it just makes a, a, a faster game. And uh, some of these guys have, have moved on, and some of these guys will still stay around. But you're right, really, because of baseball you know, being granted even another year, it, it helps us. Right. You know, We get Gabe Montenegro back, but some of these uh, players can't find an opportunity in, in, in D1, D2, D3, or – or even um, junior college, simply because I mean Kelly, it seems as if baseball that is that is should have the most um, most open holes of a roster anywhere. But you look at how minor league baseball has been depleted, and even right. with baseball, sometimes there's no place for somebody to land. And these junior college players in baseball, Luke, you got junior college players who want to go back for a fourth year of junior college. And the junior college is going, you've already taken every class. <laughs> you know? I mean, <laughs> that wouldn't have been the case with me, but, but for baseball players, that is. No, and I keep trying to tell these guys six hours a semester, you're good. Yeah, you know? slow down, guys. Come on. <laughs> yeah. But so, um, so, yeah, you're going to have some, you're going to have 22 year old guys graduating junior college, which, you know, in Division One school, there might be 26 or 27, you know, before they get out of there. But speaking of baseball, uh, Bob, the, Super Talk Cruise, we're going to be on the road tomorrow in Laurel, Mississippi, yeah? Right, Dixie Youth World Series, excited about that. We've got a big week planned. Uh, Kelly's going to be handling that for us. Ben Brewer, the new baseball coach, and Patrick McGee, now of the New Orleans Time-Picayune on the show Wednesday. A former Super Bowl star and Golden Eagle megastar, Todd Pinkston, on the show Thursday. We're at Excalibur Vapes on Friday. Probably talking to Kelly up at Indianapolis. But, yes, Kelly, uh, Dixie Youth World Series – you coached in a couple of those. Uh, magnificent, I think, that the city of Laurel has that. Yeah, they, they really and, – and they have to bid on those every year. So some of these, some of these big cities that, that uh, you know, put up the big bucks, Laurel always puts its best foot forward. And, 
And one of the teams participating in it is, is from the, the Hattiesburg area, but we're going to get a good perspective. I, I had the, the pleasure to, to coach in the 1989 Dixie Youth World Series, which was host, hosted by Hattiesburg. And then in 1992, I got to coach in it again over in Augusta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. So, How big is that for the kids? That, that's really big for kids to participate in that, is it not? Oh, and, and, and you talk about memories now. I mean, it's it's one thing to remember when you were 12 years old to to get to play in the city championship or you know to win a tournament, but to to go you know somewhere across the country and meet other players your age, you know, and then follow their careers. And it's not unusual, you know. Craig Tatum from the Hattiesburg area went on to play in the big leagues with the with the Reds and the Orioles, and and that's where a lot of these kids you know get their start. So you never know who you might be seeing. You know, Buster Posey I know played. Um, you know, in the World Series back in the day, a great catcher with the San Francisco Giants. So uh, we'll be in Laurel tomorrow to talk a little Southern Miss and talk a little Dixie Youth Baseball. And also on Wednesday, the JT Show will be broadcasting from the same location. So we're going to focus a lot of Super Talk attention on that uh, that great event taking place in Laurel. Luke is out the rest of this week. Kelly and I'll be here through midweek, and uh, we'll we'll carry on. And we hope that you'll join us each and every day at 1 o'clock. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.